0: Well, good morning, church family. What a great way to start the day. And I am excited to have Jeff and Laura Wilhoit all the way from Pioneer Bible Translators in Texas. Would you welcome them this morning with us? Thank you all for being here and sharing with us today. And could you tell everybody just a little bit
1: about how Pioneer Bible Translators got started? So, Pioneer Bible Translators was founded in 1976. We exist to disciple the Bibleists to mobilize God's church, to provide enduring access to God's word. So from from the very beginning, our mission was not just about translating the Bible, but, uh, but equipping the church with God's word to make disciples. So when we go places where there's already a church, we work alongside that church to give them God's word so that they can make disciples. And when we go places where there is no church, we use the ministry of Bible translation to make disciples and to plant churches. And Pioneer Bible Translators now has over 650 teammates. We're translating the Bible for 190 million people in 128 different languages in 30 different countries.
2: And uh, beyond translating the Bible, you know, we really want people to engage with scripture. You know, we don't consider our job done with any people group until we see a network of churches using scripture to grow and mature and multiply you know, because we want to see transformed lives through God's word in every language.
0: So I would imagine there's some people out here wondering where's the career fair to sign up to be a Bible. Tra- I mean, how does one become a Bible translator? What was your process like of finding that God was calling you to
1: do that? So, when I was growing up, I grew up in a family uh, that was very involved in missions, a church very much like this, very involved in missions. And I had this idea that missionaries were all preachers, and I was an introvert. So, I didn't think I could ever be a missionary because I couldn't imagine myself standing up in front of people and talking like this. Uh, But uh, I was a computer geek, and back in the 1980s, you know, I uh, didn't know that uh, Bible translation needed. Uh, people with computer skills. But when I learned that, I joined Pioneer Bible Translators as a computer specialist. And then God led me through a process of becoming a Bible translator. And now I get to preach from time to time. Uh, But uh, uh, Pioneer Bible Translators needs more IT people. We need uh, people with other skills. We need uh, mechanics and accountants and teachers and business people and, and people with agricultural skills. And we need Bible translators and preachers too. But uh, whatever, uh, whoever you are, God can prepare you to do whatever is he, he is asking you to do.
2: Well, for me, uh, I first heard a Bible translation when I was in college, and uh, I tried to resist it, you know, I, for quite a long time. I wouldn't recommend that, by the way, because, you know, God can be really persistent at times, really pester you. and. So he bugged me so much that I couldn't even open my Bible without thinking, you know, there's so many people that don't even have that and can't do this. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: so that was why I chose to go on an internship with Pioneer Bible Translators back in 1992. And um, that uh, was really where God confirmed that that was where he was calling me.
0: And and I don't think I asked you guys this in the first service. Mm -hmm. Someone put you on the spot, Mm -hmm. but why you know this church been involved with the toma that was greg Pruitt came back and spoke to us and asked us to kind of join the tail end of the toma bible translation why the why why did why were y'all working with the toma people what was strategic about that or why did that choice get made i mean there's a lot of languages why them mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. right the toma uh, in the case of the toma so every bible translation project is different right so so i can only speak for the toma project but um they had uh, trained pastors, actually, who really had it at heart and were passionate about getting the, God's word in their own language. And so they had taken the initiative to start translating the Bible into their own language on their own. And so, at, then at a certain point in the early '90s, they they put out a call. They contacted pioneer Bible translators and asked, and asked, "Can you send someone you know, to work with us?" And so, because they were so, they had a, a church going already. You know, they weren't a situation where there wasn't any church. Which a lot, a lot of places we go now don't have a church, but they did, and they were just asking. And so, you know, like the man from Macedonia, yeah. you know we answered that.
0: Amen. Request. So, and you, you were telling me in between services, you guys actually lived with the Toma people in, in Guinea for a while, right? right.
1: yeah, so uh, we lived there for 13 years. Uh, we, we worked 26 years on the, on the Bible translation, but we were there 13 years, but during much of the time we were there, our work was often interrupted by civil unrest. By, there were even wars in the area that, uh, and so in 2009, uh, we came back to the States to take leadership uh, positions with Pioneer Bible Translators. And uh, we continue to work on the translation, connecting with the translation team remotely by email, and then by Zoom, and uh, then I made frequent trips back back to Guinea to work with them. But uh, when we first started working with them, we worked uh, on the linguistics uh, to analyze the language. We uh, improved the writing system, and we um, created literacy materials to help people learn to read the language. And then we do, provided additional training to the tr- uh, to the pastors so that they could uh, learn how to translate the Bible better.
0: So. When you're starting a Bible translation, I mean, is it just Genesis 1-1 in the beginning mm-hmm. and you start from there and go, I mean, what does that look like to just, mm-hmm. it feels overwhelming to us to think, here's a, a language without a Bible, we're just gonna start. How do you do that?
2: Right, yeah, well, as far as where to start, that, that really depends on a different project and what, and what they need. Often we start with a short book that tells a story, for example, Jonah, Ruth, that sort of thing. Um, but you know, as far as the process, it looks different, but there's, there's always pretty much four stages. So there's the rough draft, and in our case, it was the trained Toma pastors that I mentioned earlier that did the whole Rev Draft, you know, all 31,000 verses into their language. And then our role, uh, Jeff and I, our role was mainly to go over those, you know, very closely to make sure it's faithful to the original languages. And then we also had uh, a revision committee that we called it, of about a dozen Toma speakers, and they would, you know, before each book was published, they would go through, sit down, and read it out loud around the circle, and um, they would listen and make sure it sounded like natural toma. Um, And also, they were all from different dialects and different church backgrounds, and so they also wanted to make sure that it was understandable in all the dialects. So if there was a particular word that this one was like, no, my dialect doesn't have that word, then they would, okay, so what word can we come up with that we all would understand? Okay, Okay, and then the final step, the fourth step, is a, a translation consultant who is a trained, you know, to look for particular problematic places of where you know that there's often a problem, but they they will go through every verse, again, with a fine-tooth comb just to make, you know, a last, make sure there's no remaining issues, ask any final questions. It's a long process.
0: Yeah, and and so you actually, you guys delivered that. We got your letter Mm -hmm. uh, back in the spring saying that that had been delivered. I think you brought a video for us to watch of this. Is Mm -hmm. that correct?
3: Right,
2: I did. That was uh, to thank all of you because, um, you know, your, your offering provided for the completion of that Toma Bible and the recording of the audio New Testament, so we, we completed it in late 2022, and then we went back to Africa to to celebrate with the Toma people in uh, this past June. So uh, we wanted to show you a video just to so you could see the the joy that that you helped to bring to them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Praise God. Well, that was a really special day of celebration for the Toma people. And Laura and I are are grateful for the privilege of sharing this special day of celebration with you uh, in your Global Impact Celebration Weekend. Uh, You have a lot to be proud of. You have a lot to be proud of and celebrate here in your missions program at Judson. And uh, God is using you in mighty ways to bring hope to the nations in the name of Jesus. As Pastor Jeff shared a few weeks ago, the theme for this weekend, you've seen it on the banners around the church, hope in his name. That comes from a passage in Matthew chapter 12. In that passage, Jesus had just healed a man with a withered hand. And now large crowds were following Jesus and Jesus healed them all. And that inspired the gospel writer Matthew to point out that Jesus was fulfilling prophecies from hundreds of years ago from the prophet Isaiah, and he records in Matthew chapter 12, verses 17 through 21, that prophecy from Isaiah. So let's read that today. Uh, He starts, so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not argue or shout and no one will hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed and he will not put out a smoldering wick until he has led justice to victory. And now let's all read this last verse together. The nations will put their hope in his name. The nations will put their hope in the name of Jesus. This morning, I would like to share some stories of how God is using you here at Judson to help the nations put their hope in the name of Jesus. In 2018, the the Sunday offering for your Global Impact Celebration was given to Pioneer Bible Translators. And as Laura said, we use that offering to finish the translation of the Bible in the Toma language. Your generosity helped us to make more aggressive plans and to overcome some unforeseen obstacles to cross the finish line. You saw in the video the celebration of the Toma people at the dedication of receiving the uh, the, the Bible in their language, the joy that they had. And at the time of that uh, celebration, we also recorded other videos, recorded testimonies of many Toma people. One of those was a woman named Mary, Mary Suzanne. As a young girl, Mary Suzanne was sent to a Christian school where she studied in another language. And she, she says that she was taught worship songs and hymns in that other language. But she asked herself, why can't I sing in my language? And so today she is known as a singer and composer of songs in Toma. This faithful woman has helped many people put their hope in Jesus' name, including many people who have been involved in sorcery. And during the entire time of the Toma Translation Project, she was part of the committee that met regularly to review the, the translation for faithfulness and for accuracy and clarity in the Toma language. So for 25 years, she received a, a rough draft copy of every book before it was published. And she used those scriptures to encourage her family and to preach the gospel. So I we'll have a video of her telling her testimony of how God helped her with, uh, through, the word,
4: through his word. Mm-hmm. Se agizu tikwenila gaweziwe gata seriliga na perewu tekwenla ga seriliga na perewu gangala five five iwe gala te amavlezo napel e wabo ko ekwegu erebe ni napel igalani donc ke ni ganga ngwa ga duindi mirigati edobo ezi ogri ta iglisa ane selagi ala wura na pela me elanga ni ba ma bazolo la biblira ze I didn't pay <laughs> a little i na use a revisio macar. Now I bar Loma goes away, never never bear. na the Gi nyondo Amen. Mary Suzanne
1: said that she has been to every village among the Toma to share the gospel. That's well over 200 villages. So despite the difficulties in her life, she continues to share the hope found in the gospel, the eternal word of God that she says will never disappear. Near the end of Jesus's ministry on earth, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The hope-filled words of Jesus will never pass away. There are two things that are eternal, the Word of God and the souls of people. You have helped the Toma people have the eternal Word of God in their language. You have made an eternal impact on the souls of the Toma people. And you have helped Mary, Suzanne, and others have that eternal Word of God in their language. Now, in addition to helping us finish the Toma Bible, your offering also helped us give the Toma people greater access to God's Word in their language. With your help, we were able to relaunch the Toma Literacy Program. We've already trained a new cohort of Toma Literacy teachers. And we received recently requests from one town to train 10 teachers from their town, many of whom had been illiterate themselves not too long ago before they went through the literacy program. And we were excited to learn in a Zoom call just a couple weeks ago that scripture reading groups are popping up spontaneously among the Toma people in many different locations. But there are many Toma people who will never learn to read. In addition to helping us finish the Toma Bible, your generous offering helped us to completely fund this, the dramatized audio recording of the New Testament in the Toma language with, with our partners, Faith Comes By Hearing. So, now in addition to being able to read the printed Bible, Toma people will be able to read and listen to the scripture on scripture apps on smartphones and on audio listening devices like the Proclaimer from Faith Comes By Hearing. Now, most Toma people can't afford a smartphone, but many Toma people have a very basic phone that costs as little as $15. And all of these basic feature phones can, can take a memory card. So I'd like to introduce you to Elizabeth. Elizabeth has one of these inexpensive phones with the Toma New Testament audio files on memory card. And uh, Elizabeth has had a very difficult life. Not too long ago, her husband left her and she has six children and a very small income. But listen to Elizabeth give her testimony.
5: (laughs) gararamo maso gago la masolo nigra que nem tijer e n'ego a tita bolos ilinima gago la que balica é o caracaiva masolo estiver é peida na marvela nas isolas gasei gue se une gada de maluie se cristangu na oliga da oini tite gego la o magui abogar magago la gue oilo maga paco galo magui, gradawini, tigigar galo magui, é far wire even and it is. Mazarogana lane, ga willusoma. Gana de Boyze, ga willusoma. Gana siever is, ga willusoma. Gada winna eva vesea gagwala. Awa, tonoga tena gave her, natia niti at the women, you see. Ziborel a gardador, and it is easy. And it dug it to no war gragging at Ziborel a gardador. And it dug it to no war gragging and need a cadaver to walk at the Nigazogo Bonaga, Yana Panama Veta is he rizinga, we Yana panama veta is he rizinga risia gala dawies. Ga caso o mera ella ni nini a
1: Elizabeth said that if you put your hope in God, anxiety will not overcome you. Elizabeth has hope because you made it possible for her to listen to God's word and her language. This is something that all of you here at Judson made possible for all of the Toma people. So turn to the person next to you and say, you did a good job. Having God's word in the Toma language is, is, is very powerful. One of the Toma pastors who worked on the revision committee uh, shared his perspective on what it means to listen to God's word in his language. He said, I eat rice very well with my hands and my mouth. But when it comes to the word of God, I listen, I eat it with my ears. For even the most literate Toma people, hearing God's word in their language is sweeter than honey. But sometimes people need more than reading or listening to God's Word in order to put their hope in the name of Jesus. Sometimes they need an example. One of the Toma translators, Pastor Jeremy, tells a story that illustrates the importance of living out God's Word.
3: Gada w gra planning ki quero preu. E gera moimwensu avana masata. Tovaaju gida gada gida gada w rasu subu. Na pei igale tba supu gida gada w. Tomatonto esse lane. Tomesse lane ningibusu eda meni. E gara na azuga ni gima seva lare 835 ed ni azonu risu su. Na eka toblage ema ni mava ene kali na blage gida reve gipa gataira. Amen. as pastor jeremy said his uncle
1: Saw what we were reading was truth that helps us in our lives. What ultimately convinced his uncle that the word was true was not just that he was hearing God's word in his own language, but he saw that word lived out in the lives of his relatives and other Toma people. That's what we need to do also. We need to share the gospel by living it out in community because we are all Bible translators. You are God's living word, translating the written word on the page into people's lives because there are many people here in Nashville that will never open a Bible except for you who are translating that word for them. Well, these stories from the Toma people need to re- be repeated many times in order for all the nations to have the opportunity to put their hope in the name of Jesus There are right now about 7,400 languages in the world. And there are still over 1,250 languages that do not yet, that have a need for translation to start. So your partnership in our ministry with Pioneer Bible Translators has helped not just the Toma people, but you've had a huge impact around the world. Earlier, I mentioned that Pioneer Bible Translators is working in 123 languages. Two of those languages are Moldovan Sign Language and Nicaraguan Sign Language. You see, in addition to American Sign Language, there is almost 400 more sign languages in the world. And only American Sign Language has a complete Bible translation recorded in video form. One of our deaf teammates shares that even though he can read English very well and even has a college degree... Sometimes when he reads the printed Bible in English, it's difficult to understand. But when he sees the Bible in his heart language, when he sees it in sign language, scripture comes alive and everything makes sense. God is working through you here at Judson to help deaf people around the world put their hope in the name of Jesus. As part of what remains to be done, Pioneer Bible Translators is planning to start 200 more spoken and sign language translation projects. And other Bible translation organizations have similar goals. For the last 14 years, all of the major Bible translation organizations have been increasing our cooperation to work towards a day where there are no people left on earth that do not have access to scripture in a language that they can understand. The whole Bible translation movement is energized to finish the task with an unprecedented unity. You live during this strategic moment in history where it is possible to sprint across the finish line, where no language is left without scripture, where no people is left without a witness. Another prophecy from Isaiah describes what this will be like. Isaiah said, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We happen to be alive while this is actually happening. God is working through you here at Judson to make it possible for all the nations to put their hope in the name of Jesus. Well, as we close this uh, global impact celebration time, we want to make sure that we particularly celebrate your part in allowing the Toma people to have the Bible in their language. And we'd like to present a copy of that Bible to the church. So if the Toma people were here today they would want you to know how much it is meant for you to help them have the Bible in their language. You know generations of Toma people will now have access to God's word and the celebration that you saw in the video will will pale in comparison to the celebration that we will all share with them in heaven. Us here in in, in America and them and them in the Toma people, and uh, I want to tell you, thank you on behalf of the Toma people in the Toma language. So, Ade Malagi Jesu Krista Lasagizu Zuno 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 Zuno. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you very, very, very much.
2: So, uh, please uh, accept this copy of the Toma Bible as a symbol of everything that uh, Judson has done for the Toma people. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank
0: you. You get to hold this, and it, it just looks so simple, doesn't it? It's just a book that only took how many years? 26 years. 26. The cost to do a translation varies between $250,000 and a million dollars. You can imagine, right? Years and years and years. And so when we do this, I want you to think about what's happening and why this is important. Why would we pick Pioneer Bible Translators to be our one-day offering today? Why would we do that over all the other, I mean, they're valuable mission partnerships that you could pick. I mean, there's tons of them, right? But this is important, and I want you to think about this. Two things, The book of uh, Romans tells us that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And then it reminds us how will they hear unless someone goes, right? But if you go and you have to translate through another language and and maybe through multiple languages to get somebody to the gospel, that's difficult, isn't it? And what we're doing, and, and don't miss this because this is very important. What we're doing is redemptive work when we do this because when we read the book of Genesis, we read that mankind, straying away from what God was doing, did what? started building the Tower of Babel, and as a result of that, that sinful action and, and attitude that they had, where, they, where God says that it's going to be soon where they won't be able to do any, I mean they'll be able to do anything that they want to. He spread them out across the world in different languages. And this is us redeeming that part of the world. It's a chance to do that. And so when we ask you to give to this, you see it with your own eyes, it's here. This is what you started and we got to to tag on to the end of that and praise the Lord for it, amen? I mean, we just, we bless the Lord for that. And as as I was thinking about what this day means for our church, we've always dipped our foot into Bible translation. We were named for a Bible translator. When Adoniram Judson answered the call of God, to go into all the world and make disciples, he realized there was a problem. He could make disciples, but it was people that didn't have a Bible and so he began the process of Bible translation for them. We're a part of that legacy. Our church named in honor of that. And so in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to do what is the second most important thing that we do in our global impact celebration. The first one We'll talk about it in a second. We've already done the third most important thing, but we can't talk about that because some of our partners in the room, we'll have to send them out in just a minute because you can't talk about a party for people when they're in the room, you know? It's just not fitting. This envelope that maybe you received when you came in or you received it in the mail, it's in the back of the pews. And, and you, can, you can take this. And if, if you put something in this envelope today, it's going to kickstart more work with Pioneer Bible Translators. Everything you give in this envelope today goes to Pioneer Bible Translators. Now, you can do the same thing online or in the Church Center app. There's a one-day tab there. There's a one-day way to give if you want to do that. And in just a moment, we're going to take a, just a few minutes and we're going to pray about that. And maybe you've already prayed about it and God gave you the number that you needed to give today. He revealed that to you. And that's awesome. You write that down and... And, and, and you go ahead and give that today, but maybe you came in and thought you knew the number. But now when you hear the urgency, did you catch what Jeff said? 1,250 languages without a translation started. Now, I imagine it won't take 20 years today in most of those languages because we're moving faster, praise the Lord but it won't be done next week. So the work has to get started now and the work always takes funding. It always takes resources. So we're asking you to really prayerfully consider what you will sacrificially give so that someone else someday will be. Did you notice that the guy, he opened up the Bible. They were unwrapping it out of the brown paper and handing it out to people. Did you see the guy start dancing with the Bible? You've waited so long just to read the Bible. Praise the Lord. So would you join me in an attitude of prayer? And, and let's just take a moment and make sure that we don't miss this moment as we pray for this. And then I'll talk about our faith promise offering because it's a little bit different in just a second. Daniel's going to pray. Would you just bow? I'm, Daniel's going to play. You're gonna play, I'll pray. Because <laughs> if I play and you pray, you probably do good at praying, but chopsticks is all I've got. That might detract from the moment we're trying to enter into. Daniel, thanks for being here. We love Daniel, don't we? Yeah, it's all right. Tell him you love him. We love you, Daniel. Let's try again and enter into a spirit of prayer. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for Jeff and Laura and everyone else that's working at Pioneer Bible Translators, Lord, we pray blessing over them today. From the top of that organization to the bottom, everyone who's involved in it, revision committees, translators, pastors, teachers, accountants, mechanics, God, everybody that's doing it, we pray for them and we pray your greatest blessings on them. God, we thank you that we got to play a small part in your story of winning every tribe and tongue and nation. God, today, can we play another small part? I pray for us as we are about to receive this offering, Lord, we're going to to come before you now, and, and we just want to take a minute to make sure that our hearts are in line with yours. Father, help us to give generously and sacrificially, because this matters in eternity.